Hi, um, and welcome to Four Teenage Girls. I'm your host, B. Highland. This is our first ever episode, our pilot, let's just say. So I'm going to introduce the show and myself real quick, real fast. Um, I'm a 17-year-old writer and artist from D.C. I use she and her pronouns, and this is a show about youth. So in a few months, I'll be starting my final year of high school, and I'll be coming of age, however corny of a term that is. And this is a pretty tumultuous time to do that, to say the very least. Teenage girls are often mocked by the media as being vapid and self-obsessed, but it's us young women and women-aligned people who have had some of the best ideas about the world. We're activists, we're artists, we're fighters, and we're so much more than that, and I think we should be listened to. I want to amplify the voices of the unheard, so each week I'll be talking to a different girl in my generation about their passions, their projects, and themselves. So, uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. All right, so let's let's start this thing. Uh, how about we um, start off by having you introduce yourself? I'm Nora. I'm a writer and an actor, I guess, if we are doing the whole what do we do thing. And uh, I'm a poet, Ooh. and I like to act. Nice, nice. Um, so, Nora, what do you want to talk about today? I remember what I put on the form at yeah. this point, but... <laughs> I was thinking um, an experience I have that I don't know if a lot of other people have is biking in like slash with a group of all girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's talk about it. So every summer I go to this camp and I love it. And it's like it's like a camp camp. You just do when you're young, you do like arts and crafts and stuff. And it's generally very very chill um, and very friendly kind of as you get older they do this program for trails and you can do you basically it's like hiking and biking and canoeing nice nice the and it's so fun and I do it with uh, some of my best friends I don't really consider myself an outdoorsy person are you like generally a pretty um like outdoorsy um mountain hikey type outside of this like context uh, generally, I mean, I don't do it so much outside of the summer, but I've always been hiking. My dad loves hiking. Um, we go to national park stuff. That's our thing. Um, yeah. It, but I'm not a, I'm not a sportsy person. Yeah. Like, this is the only exercise I get all year, basically. Oh, gosh. No, I, I'm totally with you there. Um, but is there something that poignant about it being with a group of all girls, like, I, I go to an all-girls school, so, like, I obviously understand, like, the, like, sense of unity that comes along with it. But, like, what does it feel like for you? I don't know. Like, stuff is is actually a lot of the only contact I come in with, like, that kind of stuff. Like, the only, like, I've experienced, like, a little bit of that back in, like, New Hampshire when it's just girls. Like, yeah. On the highway, people will honk or yell stuff and that kind of stuff like that's pretty much my only experience with it um able to see my friends brush it off and tell it like don't because a a lot of my friends who I go biking with have had a lot more experience with that kind of stuff which sucks yeah yeah um them to be like oh pay them no mind this is stupid they're stupid um is kind of nice and you have that kind of I don't know sisterhood of doing something really hard together um and persevering through all the biking in New Hampshire is is the worst 
because the highway is so hilly. Yeah, yeah. No. No, I got you. Like, I can't imagine combining, like, exercise and men being terrible. And that's, like, generally very impressive to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm just, I'm really fascinated by this, like, dynamic of women interacting with other women just because like it's so often stereotyped as like you know like oh women are catty women dislike each other when like most of the very like important relationships in my life are with women um and okay. other like people who align themselves with womanhood etc it's it's just it's a really interesting sort of dynamic to me in that there's this perception, but then there's like these like incredible incredible bonds that I have with with um, women in my family, women who are my friends, women who I have romantic feelings for. Like it's it's very beautiful and very misunderstood. I don't know. That sounds emo. Gosh. It though, because like in the media, relationships between um, women are portrayed like they're basically competing or goal their life isn't because there's not enough room for like two women there's only room for one woman and that kind of stuff which is anyway and there shouldn't be competition there should be room for more than one woman exactly Um, yeah I think I mean I don't I've never had many I have male friends but I've never had like I've never been the only girl in a group of men actually I had an experience recently which wasn't a bad experience but I I have this friend who um is part of well I have a lot of friends who are part of this like film class and they have a lot of movies so they are always asking us to like be in them um like amateur productions it's it's fun but I'm this one one kid who I do theater with is like oh can you do it and I was like oh yeah sure whatever that sounds cool and I get there a little bit late and I just walk into just dudes and there's just such a masculine energy that like like I know two or three of them and they're my friends and I feel like it's it's safe like I know it's safe but there's still that bit of me that feels so threatened by it like by all that masculine energy yeah definitely like it's like it's very weird to me like going to like a a party or something and then I just see like all these like cishet dudes and they're just like those still exist like just because I'm I'm in such like a woman dominated environment all the time and it's it's weird like the energy has become weird to me and I don't really understand it like yeah yeah I, I get that like I mean I mean I, I I do have male friends I have them they exist I I, I sit at lunch with with two guys. Nice. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. hate men. I have male friends. I, I, I don't know. All the male friends that I have are are often like the weirdos. Yeah. Yeah, weirdos definitely. Stick together. Woo! Yay! Yay! Social ostracization. It's always fun. No, I'm bad at my school because my school is. It's a public school, but you had to test to get in. It's a lot of very smart people. I mean, there are some exceptions, but we all want to do well. There isn't as much. I mean, I don't want to say that because the bullying, there's bullying like online, but it's not like stereotypical like bullying. Yeah, no, I got alone. you. Um, 
but are, but I like to say it's so huge. My my building and my school has like twelve people in it. Um, so you can't really not find friends because you'll always find your group. Of course, which is what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned being a poet. So what do you um what do you write poetry about? Um, I. I write poetry, well, I used to write poetry mainly about, like, nature and stuff. Um, I, I still I still do that. I think it's very based in nature, which I think not a lot of poetry is anymore. I get a lot of inspiration from, like, Mary Oliver oh and Emily Dickinson. Um, I need, I want my poems to have layers. I haven't been doing as much, and I've been trying to get into the uh, slam poetry, Slam is great. I love slam. If you want, like, slam advice, hit me up, just because I love I love slam. I haven't done it in forever. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is that I love about slam is that kind of what we perceive as, like, stuck-up slam, and I think the new poetry, like, the new age of poetry is going to be a combination. And I can see already the, the two getting closer to cl- and closer, so I, I like to be able to know both sides so I can fully appreciate the mix of both. Yeah, like this very, like, sort of old poetry, like death and flowers and what have you. Like, no, that can be made accessible and still tackle those same themes. Like, I, yeah, within Slam, I really admire sort of the broader accessibility of it. And, like, Slam itself is seen as, like, something that college kids do to talk about their feelings. But it's genuinely, like, so much more than that. I love it a lot. Um, I love poetry, (laughs) I like slam because some I feel like it's it's um, a form of poetry, um, and I love that it makes activism accessible to people and express your emotions accessible to people, um, and I think that's what I think is best about it. Also, like how it's often staged, so you can it like when you unslam till I went to a slam performance because the energy is so much different when you're watching a video it's it it's definitely like a lot more powerful when you're when you're with other people I think when you see it um just like it's such a performance unto itself slam like that it's a lot like like seeing a a play when it's filmed versus seeing it live like it's good to see a play filmed and then it's like but live, there's this whole, like, you very much feel like you're there, that you're in that moment. I mean, I've never, I've never, I've never rhymed my poetry. And I can't actually think of the last time I wrote, a, uh, like, what the last poem I wrote was. It was, it might have been uh, uh, about writing all these, all the title, The Human Condition, you know, like a poet. And I... Like, because that's what I'm trying to get to, and I think that's what a lot of poetry is trying to get to, is just like, why are we here? Why are we like this? Um, and I've been to write non-cringy love poetry, and I suck at it. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm right there with you, my man. It, it's just like... Yeah. Um, like, when I was in sixth grade, poems from then, and they're awful the loved ones in particular are the worst because it was also like the most confusing time. Like, you know, sixth, like, I don't know if this was, but like for sixth grade, me figuring out that maybe I could have a crush on a girl, like most enlightening thing ever. 
and it was on my best friend, no less. Oh my god, no, no, I'm there. I'm exactly there. I, I, the amount of bad love poetry I wrote about a straight girl in middle school is unfortunate. Yeah. I think mine has a happy ending, more or less, though, because we're still really good friends. We more or less agree that we turned each other gay, which is such a strange thing to share with a person, but also, like, the best thing. Oh, gosh. Um, I I don't see her as much anymore because we go to separate schools, but, like, we're still still right there for each other, which is nice. Yeah. No, it's, it's, like... Those sort of those sorts of friendships are definitely very like familiar, and I I feel like this is a, an oddly universal gay experience where it's like, oh, we thought we were straight for for a good time, huh? I guess, I guess my love poetry for my best friend is the cringiest I've ever read, and I think I knew that when I was writing it. Um, but I just need to get it out. But rereading it just makes my soul die. Absolutely. It's so bad. <laughs> um, more recently, it's not as bad. Um, but I try to stay away from that because I feel like I don't have as much experience um, and such. No, definitely, definitely. Like, love poetry is always so weird to write, in my experience. Just, like... There are other things to write about that I'm more comfortable writing about is part of it. And then the other part of it is, what if I'm doing this very wrong and bad? I mean, that's kind of the thought, writing in poetry in general. It's like, oh, what if I suck? Yeah, definitely. Like, I've often fallen into this trap of, will I hate this five years from now? And the answer is always going to be probably yes. That's also, like, such a terrible, shitty metric to judge your own writing by, just because, like, we're all changing, and it's, like, it's good to capture where you're at in a certain moment with words. Like, that's the sort of brain space I'm trying to put myself into lately, even though it's very difficult to sort of get past that. I don't know, like, it's this whole, like, hating your younger self. And, like, I, even, like, earlier in this in this conversation, I, like, fell back on this, um, but it's, like... No, no, she was trying. She was trying her. She was trying her best. You gotta feel. I'm. I. I don't know. I just think it's strange. Cringiest writing things I've done is I wrote uh, Star Wars fan fiction before I knew it was Star Wars fan fiction. Um, oh my god! No, I need you yeah, to elaborate. Like, Wh- which Star Wars trilogy is the first question, or was it Clone Wars? No, it was not. It was the first trilogy. I watched the prequels more recently, but the trilogy, my parents were like, you've got to watch this, and I loved it. I still love Star Wars, that I'm an adult and have a critical eye, but I'm not an adult. Why did I say that? No, I'm no. A teenager and have a critical eye. Um, yeah, 16 old, right? Six, you're, you're an old woman already, yes. I don't know, like third grade, and I, I wrote about this, uh, it was like, Leia's children um, except Han had died in a plane crash very Harrison Ford of him yeah I know right Um, I didn't even know any of this at the time I was so young like I didn't know what fiction was Um, 
which I find this, it's so funny that I wrote this. Um, it, it's like the longest thing I wrote when I was um, in third grade. And it was just this like thing happening to the children of Han that happened to Luke and Leia, basically. Oh my god. Like, plot. But with different people. I had known about, like, and I feel like at that point in my life, if I had known about fanfiction, I would have been putting this on fanfiction.net. Oh, absolutely. It would have been the cringiest, cringiest thing, so I'm so glad I didn't know about it at the time. Unfortunately, um, here's my sort of similar experience. I wrote a um, maybe 100 chapter thing that I did post on fanfiction.net in the fifth grade. Wherein I interviewed every single Harry Potter character. This persona of myself. This just like self-insert interviewer character interviewed every Harry Potter character. And let me just say, oh, it was bad. It was bad. That's so funny though. It is. Plus, like, friends have like cringy fanfiction.net stories, but I'm like... I didn't know. I was. I, I just. I just wrote fan fiction without knowing it existed. Nice. So I was. I was one level up from you guys. Yeah, you still wrote it. Inventing something new. You still wrote it, and that's what matters, and that's what we can laugh at now. But look, we all have our flaws. I actually think fan fiction is is a perfectly valid way of like express. Yeah, definitely. Just not. Um, just not hundreds of thousands really. of words about about interviewing Harry Potter characters, you know? Not when you're in third or fifth grade. Yeah. you're always going to regret it. Yeah. Now that I'm, like, 16, I'm like, okay, yeah, I won't regret this later, will I? And I'm like, I probably will. This will probably be very cringy for me down the line, but that's fine. No. Yeah, you gotta... This is, like, what I'm saying. Like, I'm writing some, like, scripts now that I'm gonna put in college applications... And I'm I'm thinking like okay these are adults who are going to be reading these so I can't have things that twenty that twenty something year old me will hate, but also like I need to have these for my college applications so there there's gonna be some stuff that I'll hate in here and that's okay. Project into your twenty year old body like hey would you like this is this fine can hey, you do this hey what's woke now? I like that that's like session right now. I'm into so I'm into so many podcasts, so I guess I'm like, oh, is this is this gonna be is this gonna be bad for me later? But I'm like, no, no, yes. You just keep on like listening to Wolf Three Fifty Nine or The Adventure Zone or whatever, and just be like, actually, I love listening to Wonderful. It's oh, my favorite calming. It brings to. me so much joy. My friend was in the hospital, and I told her to listen to it, but she didn't enjoy it, and I just asked her how. It's so good. It just it makes me it's believe so in love. <laughs> I don't know. I believe that could could be my life. Just like talking with someone I love on like a podcast we both share. Like that. What? That I just and it, they're so in love. It makes me very happy. Genuinely, sweet, like soft voices, and they love their kid very much. It's it's so pure. It's so good. Genuinely, yes. Like, I, I do really love sort of the boundless enthusiasm on there, and I really envy it as someone who has, like, trouble with, like, getting excited about things anymore. Like, it makes me very, like, 
I don't know, it gives me hope. Yeah. Mm. I like that they they have, like, little segments, they do stuff, and I, I think the second or third time I listened to it, where she was like, oh, it's a poetry corner, and I was like, yes! Yes! Because, <laughs> I don't know, poetry is good, and I love having poetry, like, given to me in strange and unusual places. I'm like, yes, thank you. I wasn't expecting it, but... Very good. It, it's just, it's always like, it, it, and it's like especially good when they're talking about something you're passionate about. Like recently, um, shoot, now I'm blanking on what it was, but they were talking about like accessible food allergy foods. And I'm just like, yes, this is so niche and I love it very much. You, yes. you get it. You get these good dairy-free ice creams. Yeah. Um, I listen to too many podcasts and my friends are pretty much done with me because I, that's all I want to talk about. Oh and yeah. Absolutely. Like, okay. Um, listens to like regular podcasts, you know, and I'm out here listening to like weird, obscure fiction ones. And they're like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, okay. I'll talk to anyone about them. No, nah, like fine. As someone who writes those, like, weird, obscure fiction ones, thank you, for one. But I've managed to convert my friends into, like, listening to a few others, and that's sort of, like, the ultimate goal here, just, like, to spread it as far as possible. Yeah. I got my friend who listens to, like, regular podcasts to listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, Um, good. Very good. Probably, like, an entry point, except she doesn't listen to podcasts like normally. She listens to podcasts to help her go to sleep. Because she has, like, she can't go to sleep unless she's focusing on one thing. Um, so she falls asleep and she doesn't catch the end. And I'm like, but this is supposed to be your entry point. And then my other friend who, we're not, like, super close, but, like, I talked to her in English class on Night Vale. And you know when they listen to Night Vale, you can get them into pretty much anything. Um, so I was like, oh, the Bright Sessions, because that's another good entry point. Absolutely, Yes. Like, and I know she likes things that are good and gay, so I'm like, it's there, um, and I got her totally into it. I'm very proud of that. Nice. No, no, absolutely. Actually, that's part of what happened to, like, that's how I got into them. My friend um, was listening to Bright Sessions last year, and I was just like, oh, might as well take a little dip into these, to these fiction guys. And then, yeah, it was like... Um, I love Bright Sessions a lot, and then I ended up, like, really loving the sort of medium. It's just, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I listen to Night Vale, and then I listen to The Penumbra. Yeah, I and listen I, to Night Vale. Like, up, when I, like, started Penumbra, I fell into the fiction podcast hole. And and now I listen to, like, so many. Yeah, no, it's it's a really interesting... It's a really interesting medium. I love it a lot. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up real fast just because, like, I'm trying to go for a 30-minute cap, you know, that really great number, 30. Okay, so I'm going to ask sort of the last question, which I um, I tend to, you know, I'm making a little fun Spotify playlist. So what song do you think defines you right now? The entirety of Janelle Monae's new album. Of course, All yes. I'm just going to pull up. I'm seeing her live in July, and I'm more excited than I have been for anything in my life. I'm going to throw on Americans just because it's a good tune. 
Yeah. What a, what a good album. It's so good. I'm, I'm just, I love her. <laughs> I know. She's so beautiful and although very, she's so cool. Yes. Yes. God. I was like trying to emulate her for my prom look. Like I was, I was with the whole like tux and everything. I'm just like, okay, what would Janelle wear? What would Janelle wear? Exactly. Because she invented wearing a suit. Exactly. No woman has worn a suit before her. But uh, they have, but like she did it better than all of them and she'll do it better than anyone else ever will. Like she is the, uh, God, I love her. I think the first time I, like, saw her mention, I was, like, watching an SNL clip with my parents, and I was like, oh, who are they imitating? It was, uh, it was like, a, like those Star Wars, like, fake audition tapes or whatever. Oh, my God. Was like, oh, my mom was like, oh, that's Janelle Monae. She wears suits. And I'm like, that up, because, wow. Yeah. She, um, she was on, I think, Maya Rudolph's very short-lived sketch show. Which is very, very good, let me just say, because cause it got very bad reviews. And she performed on it, and I was just like, oh my, I fell in love sort of instantly. And it was delightful. I think the best thing about, the best story is that I'm like, oh, just like sitting on my friend's bedroom floor, like listening to her music over and over again, and try, like looking at the lyrics like, this is gay, right? Oh. This is gay, right? No, I when she like, dropped Make Me Feel, I literally fell to the ground, like, weeping, like, is this it? Is this happening? And then, like, a week later, I know, I know. like, a week later, she came out, and it was just, like, I screamed. Like, there was this song from her from her previous album, or an album or two before, that was, it was called Queen. Yes. And I recently heard that it was supposed to be instead of Queen, but she changed it last minute, and there was, like, this little bit where she's like weird that I like looking at Mary or something and I was like is that gay is it (laughs) like is it could it possibly be yeah and she'd always been like like, very intentionally vague about it and I completely understand why and she'd say things like I only date androids but like the sort of and and like it's sort of one of those like Kristen Stewart pre-2014 Things were like we all knew, but we were waiting for the right moment. But it's just like it's yeah. it's very like it was very exciting. Because then it's like actual like we knew, but then she she told the world, and the world doesn't know. So it's important that they know. Yeah. All right. So it's been really great talking to you. Um, I'm gonna wrap you this too. up. So thank you so much. Do you remember this all day afternoon? Hey folks, it's B again. Uh, just popping in to do some credits real fast. I want to thank Nora, 
our interviewee this episode. She is a delight. You can find her on Twitter at StalePeachTea. I'm also on Twitter at Highland, and I'm on Ko-fi under Highland as well. I'm taking writing commissions through Ko-fi, so please feel free to hit me up about that. Um, I also want to thank Zoe Crawley, who made our theme song, Sunday Afternoons, from her album In Four Years, available on Spotify and iTunes. It is a great album. If you want to listen to some rad tunes by rad young women, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, I also want to shout out this show's Twitter, Teenage Girls Pod, and our website, 4teenagegirls.com. Um, if you want to participate on the show, go to the site and click that little button on top that says participate and fill out the form there, and I will be in contact with you. I want to thank you all so much for listening. Please, since this is our pilot, feel free to tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, what I should keep, what I should leave, um, and I will be producing more episodes soon. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye.